Well, hello, everybody. It is future Mark and future Carol here. Hey, what's up? We're married now. And because of that, every once in a while, you know, on my birthday and sometimes right around Christmas, we get the engagements. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and I think our times together are going to be uh, so much more exciting and invigorating now because uh, of Manscaped. Manscaped.com. It is kind of amazing how much, like, better it smells. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it was great before, but, oh, my gosh, she smells so good and everything's so smooth now. Yeah, so Manscaped, I'm telling you, I've never Manscaped before, but we, I use the, the Lawnmower 2.0. We, <laughs> what? Is that what it's really called? That's what it's called. <laughs> That's funny. So I <laughs> I got the perfect package 2.0. It comes with the lawnmower 2.0. It comes with a very stylish uh, antimicrobial underwear. Uh, it says Manscaped right on it. It's great. And it comes with the, the spritzer. It's kind of freshening you up a little bit. And it comes with the ball deodorant, which, as Carol pointed out, is fantastic. I'll tell you what. I don't know if you've noticed this, Carol. Because I usually try to do this in private time, but not in a sexy way, but in a just like kind of satisfying way. I touch, I'm touching myself a lot more <laughs> down, down in that area because it's so smooth. It just, it feels the skin, the like the lotion. I don't know if it's got some sort of uh, rejuvenating uh, properties or, or what either, but it just, it feels so, so youthful, even though I, I'm, I'm. I'm blossoming into my youth again now. <laughs> yeah, I, I really haven't noticed you um, touching yourself, but uh, I don't blame you because it, it is smooth. Yeah, it's just, it's very nice and, and it really, it, it's a perfect gift. So if you go to manscaped.com and use our promo code LATEFEE, that's all caps, L-A-T-E-F-E-E, you're going to get a... You're going to get a perfect package 2.0 like I got. You're going to get 20% off. You're going to just love going, uh, shaving your goods there. And uh, and your partner is going to, uh, to thank you for it as well. And ladies, let me tell you, Christmas is coming. And this is a gift for both of you. Absolutely. So, yeah, get a, get this gift. If you're, if you're a lady out there listening, get get this gift for your uh, your your husband. Do and, yourself a favor. And guys, you can finally say this and it doesn't sound like an insult. How would you like to suck my butt? <laughs> that would still sound like an insult. No, no, no. It's it's Although it's, I kind of do all the time. <laughs> go to manscaped.com. Uh, use our, our our code late fee. Get 20% off. And, and be the best ball licker she can be. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, uh, now back to the past. Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. I think I need to re-record that opening. It sucks. The audio quality is not great. So I'm going to have to do something about that. But anyway, welcome to <laughs> Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? It is November 25th, 1994. 
Thanksgivings this week, guys. Right. It's turkey time. Gobble, gobble. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? What am I doing for Thanksgiving? Well, my family typically calls in uh, my aunts and uncles to come to dinner. Uh, you're going to be joining us for dinner. Avs. Uh, and we're, we're splitting Thanksgiving between our two households. Yeah, it's going to be a busy day. Oh, yeah. So, you know, mostly it's we're in we're in the Detroit area. We now have listeners all over the world, inconceivably. Somehow these tapes have made it to Europe. I don't even think they have the same. Do they have the same system as we do? It's different electronics. I know that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. But we're in the Detroit area, so we watched the Lions game. I think we're gonna do. The way we have it planned, I believe we're going to do Lions game and early dinner slash lunch. Because for whatever reason, on Thanksgiving, everyone decides, oh, dinner's at 2 p.m. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't yeah. get that. But, well, that's because they want to have leftovers later for the actual dinner. Right. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to go over to your parents' house and have a second Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah, I think dessert and leftovers at your parents' house. So it'd be like lunch. It'd be like a lunch dinner thing. Sandwiches. Yeah. Okay, so not much news this week, you say? Oh, did I say that? You did. I said that before we started recording. Yes. Yeah. So you did. You said that. We to talk me. off off the air, guys. Just so you know. No, we never speak unless we're being recorded. MTV's doing a retrospective of. Nirvana oh. on MTV News, a special that's uh, that's coming out. I want to see that. That sounds cool. Yeah, well, it's coming out in, I think, a couple days. Now. We'll have to watch it at your house, though, because my house is lame and we don't have cable. I know. You guys haven't leapt into the 80s yet. Apparently. we. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's something that, yeah, we'll probably check out for sure. Other than that, I mean, there's really not a whole lot going on in the entertainment is- industry which seems to start to grind to a halt as we get closer and closer to winter, Christmas, stuff like that. They, you know, fewer movies come out that mean anything, and I mean it's very rare for, you know, once we get past October, for uh, any kind of movie that's worth anything to come out. I, I think I don't think that's true because there's usually good movies in the theater around Christmas. Not really. I mean, some people go to see movies in, in the theater around Christmas time, but not big blockbusters. Big blockbusters always come out in the summer, and I'm pretty sure that's the way it's always going to be. I can't imagine some big movie or big movie franchise coming out around Christmas time. It would be insane. It's just like a recipe for losing money, yeah. expecting people to go out during Christmas. I don't know. Me and Heather always go to the movies when we're done with our family stuff on Christmas. That's like our tradition. Yeah, well, you know, but uh, Schindler's List is an exception. So, sometimes, and because that, that, that came out in December last year, sometimes, you know, like, not necessarily art house, because Schindler's List obviously wasn't an art house movie, but more, you know, like Oscar-y worthy kind of like dramas and stuff like that. Sometimes they'll come out around Christmas time. And uh, anything that obviously is associated with Christmas, anything that's that has like a Christmas theme, Right. Sometimes, like a lot of times, they'll come out around uh, Christmas time. But other than that, it's there's not much. So news is going to be pretty slow 
uh, with all things. OJ Simpson news is super slow. We're we're still grinding towards the actual trial, which seems like it's going to be absolutely fascinating. I can't wait. But other than that, I mean, there's just not a ton going on. Yeah, you know what else isn't going on this week? What's going on? My so-called life. Oh, I know. It I'm sucks. so upset. Like, what a link. I mean, you know, here's the thing. They're taking a break for the holiday, but they film ahead of time. They don't need to take a break for the holiday. I still want to watch it. I don't care if it if it conflicts with, with freaking Thanksgiving. We, 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 you know what we could have watched? What? We could have watched... This is Jennifer Aniston, now friends. Yeah, we should have, but instead I let you pick, and you picked Wings. Yeah, it's a good show, Wings. You I've never, like I've wings? never, I don't not like it, but I'd never seen it. And the Chapel it's, Boys? It's not as good as My So-Called Life and Friends. Nantucket? That's where they're at, Nantucket Island. Hmm. You familiar with it? No. So for those of you that are not familiar, Wings is about two brothers Brian and Joel, and they, Joe, I said Joel, I think, Brian and Joe. Joel Fleischman? Yeah, Brian and Joel Fleischman, they fly <laughs> medical supplies to Alaska to pay off their student loans. Uh, they No, they're, so Brian and Joe, they're pilots in Nantucket. They've got a, a, little, a little airline, basically. And the show takes place basically almost 100% in the airport. And it stars a wacky cast of characters like Roy Biggins, who is he he owns the rival airline and oh what's her name? I, I don't oh, know. Shoot, shoot, shoot. It's not Flo Florence, it's Oh my gosh, I can't think of her name now. We just watched it. I, I, I don't know names, so I'm no help. I'm sorry. Anyway, she she's their like receptionist or whatever. She take a t- ticket window person. And was she the one that's getting married to one of them? No. Oh. No, that's Helen. That's Helen Chapel. Okay. She she runs the greasy spoon or whatever in the in the airport. And then there's there's Lowell, who is the mechanic. Lol. Lol. That's the name. Lol. Lol. Like, uh, let me lull you into a false sense L-O-W-E-L-L. of security. L o w e l l. Lol. Oh, okay. I got it. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's the mechanic for the entire airport. And then there is uh, Helen's sister, uh, Casey, and then there's Antonio. Played by an actor named Tony Shaloub. And he's an Italian immigrant. I can't remember. I think he's a cab driver. I think that's what he does. He drives. So he, he's there frequently to kind of just sit at the counter and talk to them and everything. And, you know, he shuttles people cab-wise to the, the island. But anyway, that's the cast of characters on okay. the show. <laughs> this episode it was about... Helen's mom. Yep. Helen by, and Casey's mom. Played, yeah, well, yeah. Played by uh, the incomparable Debbie Reynolds, real life mom to Carrie Fisher, what is coming into town because Helen's, Helen and, and Joe are getting married. And, or, yes, yeah. Oh I mean, that's God. why they think she's coming to town, yeah. I, I forget, I mix up their names sometimes, Brian and Joe's. Hmm. Yes. 
her and Joe are getting married. Sure. And <laughs> and Brian, lol, lol, is, is teasing Brian because he, you know, he says, oh, she makes so much food and, you know, I ate this many flapjacks last time she was here. And he's like, oh, that's not much. For, for some reason, they get in this weird contest about who could eat more. Yeah. And Helen has a complicated relationship with her mom. Helen has a complicated relationship with everybody, it yeah, seems. I mean, she's true. just a little odd. Yeah. So she always thought that like, she liked Casey better and everything. It's that sibling rivalry type stuff. So... She comes in and, you know, Casey's like, oh, you know, she's probably coming for your wedding, help you plan the wedding. And, you know, when when I got married, she now she's Casey's a recent addition to the show. Her husband, Stuart, broke up with her and she recently moved to to the island. I think she's been brought in basically as a love interest for for Brian since, okay. since Joe and Helen are together. But anyway, so. Which is kind of weird. Two brothers marrying two sisters seems. Yeah, weird that is to weird. Me. Is there something going on there already? I mean, she's still mourning the loss of her husband. Well, well it's a divorce. Same thing. Still a loss. But no, there's nothing going on there yet. But I, I think I suspect that's why she's been brought in. Because Joe, you know, uh, Brian doesn't have anybody right now, so there's no love interest for him. So I'm thinking that's what's happening. And his wife left him too, or. Something that was like the his storyline at the beginning of of this sh- series, so mm-hmm. it would make sense they have they have some shared history there or whatever. Anyway, so she comes in and she's oh Casey says hey they gave us ten thousand dollars for our wedding and 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 now Joe is is planning a ton of stuff. Right, yeah, he, he wants, starts going a little nuts. He wants a horse drawn carriage and doves and. He wants Macho Man Randy Savage to officiate the <laughs> wedding. I, I don't. I don't remember all this stuff. That's not in his no. character at all. He's a fancy boy. <laughs> uh, and then there's a B story about Roy and oh, I almost had her name too. Ellen Ethel Florence Flay. Ah. An old lady that works there. Going to see Barbara Streisand. They're both huge fans. Apparently, seems weird. Well, I mean, I can see her being a big fan. You don't bring me flowers and, and, and all that jazz. But Roy being a big fan of Barbara Streisand seems like a reach. Aren't you? I mean, like, I know you're not a big fan, but you like her music, don't you? I mean, everybody does. It's good. It's good music. Do I mean, no. No? Not really, no. <laughs> you love Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, but right. Barbara Streisand, no. She has a fine voice, but she, she's never sang anything that I'm like, oh, that's that's really good. I like that a lot. There, she has a quality to her voice, and she sings types of songs that I'm not super into. Okay. She's basically, so Barbara Streisand, in my mind, is like Bette Midler without the, like, fun numbers. Without the jazzy, fun stuff. Because Barbara Streisand, or I mean, uh, Bette Midler will sing uh, Streisand-like songs. The very, like, kind of melodramatic, I'm going to showcase my vocal range songs. 
but Bette Midler also has some some really good songs okay. too in in her ouvre. Yeah, and I don't think Barbara Streisand has that. Most of the stuff she sings is show tuney kind of kind of stuff. In I don't know. It's just it's written differently. The the way those songs are written is different than the way uh, you know like a popular song would be would be written. And I'm just not a big fan. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not either, but it seemed like more up your alley with the old stuff that you like. I like Bette Midler, though. I like Bette Midler, too. But, yeah, so this, so Debbie Reynolds, speaking of old-time singers, right. <laughs> comes in and says that, I don't want to get letters. I know she wasn't, a, I know she was primarily an actress, but she was in musicals. She sang, okay. Why would you say something like that? We want letters. Even if it's hate letters, send us letters. Oh, God. I want letters. So she comes in and she she's making a bunch of food. She's she's ignoring the Helen's pleas, though. You know, Helen's like, hey, why don't we talk about the wedding? And she's like, oh, we'll have time for that. We'll have time for that. I, I was expecting her to say, like, oh, your dad died or or we got divorced or something. And then, you know, we we speculated while we were watching the show, you know, they went broke. Like, mm-hmm. Dad made some bad investments or something, and they went broke. They don't have any money to give to her. But yeah, she's definitely avoiding it. That's not the case, though. Yeah. The case was, is that she came from the South. Uh, Crystal Bernard, who play I don't know if Crystal Bernard, who plays Helen, is from the South, but she plays Helen Chapel with a Southern accent. Even though they all grew up together still, it's weird. <laughs> And her mom's Debbie Reynolds. It definitely doesn't have a southern accent, but she came from I think Georgia. It's, that's where she flew from. From Georgia to Nantucket Island, which is off the coast. Uh, it's off the east coast, off the coast of like Massachusetts. Right. She had a layover in Las Vegas. That is a really weird and out of the way no layover. Sense. Let's fly fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred miles out of our way to the west. And then we'll fly across the rest of the country to Nantucket Island. It makes no sense. If they'd said Atlantic City, yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. Oh, they should have done that because because you know Atlantic City, New Jersey is is on the way. Mm-hmm. But this Las Vegas isn't. Makes me suspect that she just wanted to go to Vegas. Right. She took the ten thousand dollars check that she had for them, and she gambled it in Las Vegas. And lost it, and has eighty three dollars left to That's give her. So terrible! Life. Like I, I, I mean, like my heart hurts for Helen. And Helen was like, "You would never do this to Casey. You would never gamble Casey's money away. Why don't you care about me? Fuck you!" <laughs> I mean, that's basically what she says. She does not. Well, I mean, that's you know. She's upset she with says. her mother, yes, but she was not disrespectful. No, but she—they didn't talk. No, and then. Roy and Ugh Faye. That's her name, Faye. Oh Good job. Roy and Faye uh were supposed to split the tickets of Barbara Streisand because Roy got the last one. Or actually Faye oh now that I think about it, Faye does have more of an argument. Faye got the line on the last ticket, but she didn't have the money, but Roy did. So he gave her the money, but said they had to split the ticket. Yeah, so he was going to go for the first half. She was going to go for the second half. 
and he never came out and had permission to let her be there for the second half. Therefore, she missed the entire concert, and she beats the shit out of him. Well, not only did she miss the entire concert, she tried to sneak in. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, she and then she got arrested. <laughs> she got thrown in in stadium jail. Right. So, yeah, pretty shitty. All right. So, Debbie Reynolds is leaving town. Mama Chapel. She says, uh, I disappointed enough of you. I'm out. And... Helen finally talks to her and says, you know, I'm I'm pissed off about what you did, Mom. I'm, I'm upset. Why? Why did you do it? And why don't you love me? Why don't you love me as much as you love Carrie Fisher? And <laughs> she says, because Carrie is my real-life daughter. Uh, no, she says that... Casey always needed her more. It's, I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very cliched. It's basically like, oh, I loved you both. The same, but we had different relationships. Yeah. Because Casey needed more emotional support than you did. What's weird to me about that is, like you said, because you know I'm not familiar with the characters. When we were watching it, I said that Helen seemed a little, like, needy or whatever. And you said that's just her character. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense that her mom's saying, oh, you were the independent one because Casey seems independent and Helen does not. Well, I mean, there are... I can see arguments both ways because Helen has... Some independent qualities, like she started her own business and and, and all that stuff, and she's always like you know strong headed and, and everything, but she does have a bunch of neediness too, and I mean that's pretty. So, so yeah, it's it's a bit incongruous. I agree. Okay, but that's basically the episode. I don't know. As a first time watcher viewer of Wings, a show I can't mess up with weird pronunciation. <laughs> What did you think of Wingers? You had to do it. Um, I mean, it was fine. I, I'm not in love with it. I I think I would have to, you know, give it a few episodes and really get to know the characters. But I mean, it seems kind of soap opera y more than mm, sitcom y. Really? To me. I think it's a pretty wacky show. Soap opera y, I think, is maybe a bit much. This is maybe more soap opera y than other episodes, but. It's it's a pretty wacky show. Okay. Well, I'll give it I'll give it a couple more episodes if you want me to keep watching it with you, but eh. I, I don't love it. It's it's fine. Yeah. It, it's it's you know, it's not Seinfeld, it's not what Cheers was, it's not Frasier, it's not even this new show Friends, which is is pretty damn good. You know, it's none of those. It's not even Mad About You. Or Grace Under Fire. Mm, well, See, I, I think Grace Under Fire is just as good as any of the other shows you were just speaking of. Ah, no, 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 no. Grace Under Fire is a very interesting show because there's a lot of, not messaging, but there's a lot of uh, deeper issues at play in the veil of a sitcom, almost like Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Those two shows, I think, are very similar. Roseanne, I would put on the same level as the other shows that I mentioned I think Grace Under Fire is just a tad below because I don't think it quite reaches the level that Roseanne does. Hmm. Agree to disagree. All right. Well, that's it. I mean, that's Wings. It was It was whatever, you know. It, it's, whatever. It's easier, too, because it's only a half an hour show. Totally. Totally. But 
that's uh, that's wings for this week. We we don't have any we don't have any whatchamacallits. Lonely hearts. Yeah, we don't have any lonely hearts this week because you know it's just. I mean, I didn't even get that far in the paper because nothing is going. It's on. It's Thanksgiving week. It's it's not a week for romance. It's a week for family. Yeah, and a week for Christmas music. And a week for Junior. Yeah, we watched <laughs> we watched Junior. Really? What? Junior. Yeah. Okay. Junior. So this was That's how it's spelled, Junior. It's spelled Junior just the way Junior is spelled. I O R. Uh-huh. Junior. No. Junior. That's how you say it. There's no Y in it. It's Junior. Okay, stop it. Um <laughs> just I'm done. At, at some point you're not even gonna know how things are pronounced anymore. That's the level I wanna get you to. <laughs> Like, you are a such a freak. Wait a second. Is it Junior? Hey, what do you put your head on at night? A pillow. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> it's a pillow. Some people say pillow. Ew. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I agree with that reaction. That's not a word. <laughs> Appropriate reaction. Yeah, I know. I've heard people say it. Pillow. Uh, give me that pillow. Or, or have you heard this one? Bagel. I've heard it. Yeah. I don't like it. It's oh, a bagel. I like I like that bagel. There's a, no why. It's a bagel. There's no why in bagel. Um, okay, so Speaking of bagels, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito together again. I'm pregnant. I love it. I can't do a Danny DeVito voice. What I, I don't I can't either I can't even think of like what his voice is it's not very distinctive. No, he's he's got that he has like a slight New York accent. That's basically like I would say maybe Brooklyn or you know yeah. in that not Queens not not Queens and not the Bronx not the big like like the Bronx would be like <laughs> this you know and then uh, Queens I can't do Queens either but uh, there's this comedian. Real funny comedian. Uh, his name is Ray Romano. Mm-hmm. And he has a very... Stand-up comedian. He has a very Queen's voice. Hmm. But, you know, like... I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have time in the shower. But uh, but he's I also very nasally. Yeah, he is. But, then, I mean, that's Queen's. Oh. But, but Danny DeVito, he's got that... He's got just that slight... Brooklyn accents. So in this movie, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger's got an Austrian accent. Yes, he does. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sorry. I I, I thought it was my turn to talk, but. It's your turn to talk, but this entire review is just (sighs) going to be me doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Uh, Sometimes I I don't know why I try. I just want everyone to know that. That uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk about it like Arnold. Just so y'all know, I appreciate you and I value your time, <laughs> even though he does not. So, <laughs> so this movie is about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito being scientists, 
or they doctors. They are being scientists. <laughs> They're doctors. Doctors, doctors. Well, well so no, wait. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is a research scientist. Right, but I mean, they're both doctors because, like, they have the one has a doctorate. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure that Arnold has a medical a medical degree as well. You think? Yeah, I think okay. he's got. I think he has a doctorate in science and a medical degree. That's my my guess. But he's basically a research scientist, and Danny DeVito is a uh, an obstetrician gynecologist. So they are trying to uh, make a, a drug that prevents uh, people from losing a baby. Yeah, and there's a personal connection here because Danny DeVito, I, they they imply that he's that he is infertile. Yeah, whatever they call yeah. it with a guy, sterile, sterile. Yeah, they they imply that he's sterile because he his ex wife and him were trying to have a baby for a long time. And it was never happening. She ends up getting pregnant early in the movie. We find out she's pregnant. By one of Aerosmith. Yes. That's, that's, how it is, that's how it is put. Although it becomes clear later that he's like a photographer that travels with Aerosmith or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. He's not actually a member of the band. But she did not clarify when she told him it was Aerosmith. Yeah, she said he was on tour. And he was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, she's on tour. he's on tour with Aerosmith. And... So he thought it was one of the. He thought it was Steven Aerosmith Tyler. knocked you up. He didn't think it was Steven Tyler necessarily. He just wanted to know which one. He didn't no, know I which know, one. But yeah, but I mean that was the implication. I think. But anyways, who gives a shit if you were impregnated by the bass player from Aerosmith? <laughs> um. Anyways, they're working on this drug. Anyways. It's called Expectane, and they've been I using need it for Expectane. I'm just going to sit quietly. You can you know go I, ahead you know and do the show without you know, it's me. It's funny because I would assume that he would have been able to work in a it's not a tumor. <laughs> kind of, you know, uh, that, yeah, yeah, he totally could have. But they didn't. Oh, they should have. You've got a tumor in your stomach, sir. It's not a tumor. <laughs> it's my baby. <laughs> okay, so. They're trying to, you know, they're able, they're successful in um, having a monkey yeah. have a baby that, you know, normally was losing babies. She was losing a bunch of pregnancies because she kept beating her stomach against the bars. <laughs> no, they, I, whatever, you know, some people they have, I guess, I guess this happens in monkeys too. You never think about that because obviously there are, there are women who have trouble, you know, either getting pregnant or sustaining a pregnancy. Right. It's unfortunate. It happens. Sometimes it's the result of diseases. Sometimes it's just, you know, genetic physiology. But there, you know, there are women that, that have a hard time with that, obviously. And, and someone researching a drug like this, I mean, it's, you know, it's a very noble cause. Yeah. But you don't think about it with monkeys, but I guess it does, I guess it does happen. I, it must, because that's, that's what they were doing. And, um... They are trying to get FDA approval to try it on people. Correct. And they get the big thumbs down. Yeah, FDA's like, listen, we can't do this. We'll, we'll, we'll approve drugs that cause horrible anal leakage, <laughs> but we are not approving drugs that could help women. So they need to be able to prove that the drug can be used on humans in order to get something. What what is it they're trying to get? Like some kind of a Nobel Prize. No no, it wasn't a Nobel Prize. They're trying to get uh, a hand job 
from grateful pregnant women. They're trying to get it's like some company in Canada. Yeah. I, I, there you I, go. You got there. There's some you, and you were very helpful in my getting there. There's some big with the company, hand job. There's some. Well, that, that helps me get there. <laughs> there's some big company in Canada, and I guess because it's in Canada, it doesn't. You know, the FDA doesn't matter. But there's some big company in Canada, and if they can prove to this company that it's a viable drug, then they will invest a bunch of money into it and put their backing behind it. Basically, it's like they're making a deal where this company gets like 50% of the profits or whatever, right? And they have people they can grease the wheels with the FDA. It's all about bribery or whatever, you know? Right. So, whose idea? I think it was Danny DeVito's idea. Oh, of course, yeah. To um, get Arnold Schwarzenegger pregnant. Yeah. He says, hey, <laughs> I can't do it. I, I, was, I was attempting a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Brooklyn accent? No, I was attempting a Danny DeVito impression. It was like, because I, I remember him from Taxi. You know, he'd be like, uh, he'd be <laughs> like, hey, Judders, you know, get your, I can't do it. Anyway, so, yeah, he says, what's his name, Menelaus or somebody, he, uh, he experimented on himself. You should too. Pulling right. vaccine. Pauling. Yeah. No. What? Somebody. Anyways. Smallpox. That's what it was. Smallpox. Smallpox. Okay. Yes. What? He gave himself smallpox, didn't he? Yes, he yeah. did. To so. make sure the vaccine worked. So, obviously, you know, uh, it's, I think it's even more speaking to the drug's ability to sustain a pregnancy in a man. Yeah, in a, in a body that's not designed at all for, to hold a, a child. So, you know, they. We're not seahorses, everybody. So Danny DeVito's character says that he had an egg that was uh, from an anonymous donor. Yeah, anonymous. And they used Arnold Schwarzenegger's sperm to fertilize the egg. And then they implanted that's, that's into... so creepy. I know that, that that's the way it's done, the other way around. But it's so creepy to think about your sperm being inside you impregnating an egg. Even though your sperm's already inside you, yeah, to start. I don't know. There's just something weird about. It. I get it's probably just the whole concept of of pregnancy in a male body. See, I think it's weird. just like deep seated homophobia because you're thinking about having sperm inside your body in a sexual way because it's creating a baby. Deep seated homophobia, huh? <laughs> I know you're not homophobic, really. I'm just saying. I think that it's like that that masculinity thing that guys have, where you're like. I inside me. Well, it's a gross thought. I guess. Maybe. Aren't you glad I don't think it's gross? Yeah, but you're a woman. It's. <laughs> I mean, it's different. If you if you thought it was gross, then you'd probably be a lesbian. I, I would assume lesbians feel the same way. That doesn't necessarily mean that that like lesbians hate men. They just don't. They just. It's a gross thought to them. Well, I mean, no matter what, if they want to have a baby, they're going to have sperm inside of them. That's true. It's just a necessity for baby making. Egg and sperm. Yeah. Anyways, they (laughs) take the uh, fertilized egg. It's time we had a talk with you listeners (sighs) about how your bodies are changing. Oh, yes, please. Please enlighten us all. And you know what? No, that's that's the road you were going down. No, go ahead. 
Yeah. Really? Because this is like the third time I've tried to say this. They implant. I, I won't. Oh my God. Interrupt you anymore. They implant the fertilized egg into his abdominal cavity. Yes. His peritoneal cavity. Peritoneal cavity. Now, what. What doesn't make sense, and we talked about this when we were watching it, or like right afterwards, um, it really does not make sense to me. What sustained this baby? It wasn't in a uterus. Correct. It's just free floating. Like they the, don't have a. He doesn't have a uterus. Yet. I mean, you need the sac with the amniotic fluid and the umbilical cord, and you would think, what is this baby making it around around itself? Like, so the placenta. Is something the baby makes, I believe, that once the egg is fertilized, everything starts to, I don't know a ton about the actual, I'm not a obstetrician. Right. But I think the baby, I think that the those cells make the placenta. Sure. Which kind of forms around the child. But like, as you pointed out, there's no amniotic fluid. There's no, there's no uterine lining or sac for it to, to lay and, and grow. Where does the umbilical cord attach? Like, is it is it attaching to to the bloodstream? You know, like so. There are there are things called uh, ectopic pregnancies, mm-hmm. uh, where the the fallopian tube will travel outside the uterus, and sometimes it'll lodge in the peritoneal cavity. You mean with the egg? The egg, yeah. Will travel outside of the fallopian tube and into another part of the body besides the uterus. Right. Sometimes, though, the egg just doesn't make it out of the fallopian tube and gets fertilized inside of the fallopian tube. That's yes. also an ectopic pregnancy. Correct. Yeah. And anytime the egg implants outside of the uterus, that's ectopic. Right. And they typically, as far as I know, they abort those pregnancies. Well, yeah, they're not sustainable. Right. Because, I mean, like, and sometimes, depending on how far along they are, uh, even that process is very dangerous. Actually carrying a child to term like that is basically a fantasy. Right. Now, you know, it's... And then here's the thing. Every movie requires a certain suspension of disbelief. True. But it's difficult when the main premise of the movie, you have to suspend disbelief to get there. Yeah. That's that's a very difficult uh, position to be in. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that it's possible because they're using expectane, which we don't really know about, and that's the fantasy part. Like expectane maybe, just makes a uterus. Well, no, but I mean, maybe it does something that helps to sustain the pregnancy. I guess I don't know. But I mean, like they're saying, like a. a miscarriages are basically you know the body like rejecting the fetus and and this keeps the body from rejecting the fetus he's also he's also taking hormones at the same right. time estrogen. which he'd have to i would assume so yeah i don't i don't know what role i know that the amount of as when someone when a woman gets pregnant one of the ways they can tell is by hormone level because hormone levels go, go way up, estrogen levels go way up. Right. Um, I don't know exactly what role those hormones play in the growth and development of a child, but I know that they 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 do something because they they go way up. Yeah. So the plan is only to carry it, I think, through the first trimester. Yeah. Then they'll abort it. Then they'll get rid of it like the garbage it is. Oh. 
What, why would you say that? Well, that's how they... There's, there is a very, very, very thinly veiled message against abortion in this movie. I don't know if you, yeah. I don't know if you caught it. No, I, I, I definitely got that. It's but. my baby. My body, my choice. I'll not give up my baby. No. Well, see, the my body, my choice, that's, the, that's, that's more about choice. That's true. This is this is him basically saying, you know, abortion's murder. Can't do it. Well, do we? But I mean, he just he felt he felt a connection to the baby and didn't want to get rid of it. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying it's. I'm just saying it's there. And I mean that that can happen. Any woman could find themselves in that situation, and some women find themselves not feeling that connection. And and I mean, either way, that that that's okay. Any man could find themselves in that situation. <laughs> With expecting, sure. <laughs> Actually, no, because even then, it ha- it's like it's it's a whole process. Yeah. You've got to inject the person with the A. I mean, it's, yeah. But, okay, so they actually, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character loses his job mm-hmm. at the university. Correct. Well, they all do. They get kicked out because, what's her name, Emma Thompson comes in. <laughs> well, I don't think it's because she comes in. It's it's because they didn't get the FDA approval, yeah. but then they bring her in because they're kicking them out. The bad guy from every movie this decade, uh, <laughs> it's their dean, and he's like, "I'm sorry, boys, you've got to get out." Yeah, and um, you know, you can tell right away there's like chemistry between her and Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, and she is like a freak. There is no, in real life, <laughs> Emma Thompson, right? Yeah, in real life, there is no chemistry between the two of them. But that's what they'll have you believe. You didn't feel like it was real. No, I thought I thought they did a good job. Okay. Well, okay. Well, when we're all done talking, I want to know why. All right. But I mean, like when they very first meet, she's like lands on top of him because her cooler of eggs mm-hmm. has the dairy case. <laughs> yeah, eggs are not dairy, by the way. No. But they're usually in the dairy section of a supermarket. Yeah, weirdly, yes. Which is why she calls it the dairy section. Mm-hmm. And um, she's riding on top of it, trying to stop it as it's sliding down a ramp and runs into him and knocks her on top of him. Because that will help. Being on top of it will help slow down <laughs> somehow. Well, you know, if she were heavier, it might. I think she's won an Oscar. Okay. What does that have to do with what? what? I'm just saying it's so weird. She... She, to be this wacky and weird in a movie, she's been in really serious, like, fucking Merchant Ivory, you know, English dramas and shit. So she's, she's not pigeonholed. Before, I think. Yes, she's a good actress. I mean, the, there's nothing wrong with having, um, a, a, you know, oh, what's the word? A range. Okay. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger... Does all those action movies, but you know he's you know doing a comedy instead. You know, I mean, it's he's still he's pretty much the same in every movie. Though we need Liam Neeson and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Emma Thompson all together in a movie. What 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 happened to Danny DeVito? Why are you replacing him with Liam Neeson? Danny DeVito can be in it too, (laughs) but he wasn't on your mind. That's just mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're sorry, Mr. DeVito. This village is ravaged by starvation. <laughs> okay. You know what the best word? The be- So, here's a game. Okay. One word impressions. 
You have to sell an impression with one word. Okay. But, you know, so it's got to be something that anybody can guess based on one word. With with Liam Neeson, the word would be bananas. Because Liam Neeson would say, bananas. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's yeah. weird. Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger's would be like, California. <laughs> really, I think it would be Duma. 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 Uh, I'm trying to think of a good one that I could do. Get you to try to guess it. Um, um, Elvis Presley's could be like um, thrust. <laughs> or it could just be uh, very much. It's not that's, one word. It's one word for him. For him, I guess. Or it was. Yeah. Rest in peace, 1977, Elvis Presley. Anyway, this movie... Hmm. Keep going. <laughs> really? Because I was just gonna let you take it. I forgot where we left off. <sighs> they just met each other. Emma Thompson oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, so Emma Thompson and Arnold Schwarzenegger they meet each other. There's some sparks flying there. She lands right on top of him. Arnold Schwarzenegger at the at the beginning they do this with his character, and then they do nothing with this. They make him real standoffish and kind of like a dick. And then just all of a sudden he's not that anymore. He's he's charming Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's like, get off me. It's not, I mean, it's not all of a sudden. It's probably because of, you know, the hormones and stuff from being pregnant are changing his personality. But they don't sell that very well. I, I guess. So he's going, he's leaving, he's going back to Ostia. And Danny DeVito's like, don't go, I need you. I I love you. No, he <laughs> says, I, I sunk all this money into this drug, and we need to do this testing. You need to implant this into your body. It can't be me. I don't know why. And so he's like, okay, we'll do this. You know, he finally agrees to it. And they do. And he, uh, Danny DeVito steals an egg from Emma Thompson's dairy section, uh, which is called Junior. Uh, ironically, Arnold Schwarzer, coincidentally, Arnold Schwarzenegger also names the baby Junior because he doesn't know if it's a male or a female, and Junior will work both ways, apparently. I don't think it does, though. I've never seen a a female called Junior. Yeah, I mean, my mom was named after my grandmother. But they didn't call her Junior. No. Right. But, so that's basically what happens. And he, he he moves in with Danny DeVito, right. yeah, because you know Pretty he wants much. to you know keep him close so he can make sure he's okay and you mm. know monitor him and make sure he's taking his medicine and all that stuff. The the conflict from the movie basically comes from the fact that they can't tell anyone one, and that Emma Thompson you know, suspect something's going on, but they're, like, keeping it from her. And, you know, what's going to happen with the baby? After, As we mentioned, after the three months when he's supposed to get rid of it, he decides not to and continues to take it. And that dude from earlier, the I can't think of the actor's name. He's a character actor, but he was the bad guy in uh, that one movie. <laughs> Dave. That one movie at that one place that one time? Dave. Okay. The what's-his-name movie. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> Phoebe Cates' husband. Um, anyway, so 
he he's like, hey, expecting keeps being made. I wonder why. Yeah, because they so pulled the plug on that. He goes to investigate, and he finds some expecting and, and everything in their house. Uh, the the ex wife is there. She in in the most selfish act ever insists that Danny DeVito deliver the baby and do all of her prenatal care and shit because she's she only trusts him to do it, even though they have a pre existing relationship. And it's completely unethical. It just, it, yeah, it makes me so angry on his behalf. I mean, he wanted to have a baby with her for years. Yeah. She finally gets pregnant from someone else, and she's, like, rubbing in his face all the time. She should stay away from him. Agreed. Hmm. But, so, I mean, that's that's the basic bones of the movie. And then, you know, we, you know, we go along, Schwarzenegger's pregnant, wacky hijinks. Uh, then they, he, he has the baby. And well, wait, before he has the baby, yeah, okay, good. Him and uh, Emma Thompson end up uh, together. Well, they have a dance. Oh, they, they do sleep together at one point, too. yeah, because like he ends up eventually telling her mm-hmm. that he's pre- not only that he's pregnant, but he's figured out, yeah, because he didn't know, he didn't know that, that Danny DeVito stole one of her eggs, he just knew that you know he got the egg from somebody, but he finds out. That it was from the dairy section called Junior. Mm-hmm. And she tells him when they're on a date. And they're on a date, so it's not just a dance. Um, yeah. yeah, they go on a date after the dance. Yeah. yeah, she tells him about how she froze one of her embryos and called it Junior. For the exact same reason. So they're both yeah. weirdly, weird, weird morons. And it almost seems like the movie's implying that she is like more attracted to him because he's pregnant with her child. Which, I, yeah, I don't get that either, you know, because, like, maternal instinct and all that stuff, that, that really only comes from carrying the baby. Like, being, you know, the baby being a part of you. It's not like a sense of, it's not like an extra sense, like a sense of smell or something. Right. She's like, she's sniffing around Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, I smell my ovum. <laughs> but, yeah, so she gets really mad at him at first, but, you know, then when she decides to forgive him, he has been taken to be hidden from the university people right. by Danny DeVito at some place. I mean, this is a weird place for like rich ladies whose husbands work a lot, I guess. I mean, I, I really I don't think get it. So. I, I think it's something like that. Yeah. But it's like a retreat for pregnant ladies. Yes. So he is there pretending to be a woman, which is kind of hilarious. With a, a wig. He does also. not look like a woman. <laughs> they, they at least hand wave it sufficiently. Yeah. Where he says that he was a gymnast on the Russian team, and they were injecting them with anabolic steroids, and it basically transformed her from a woman into a man, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, Emma Stone's character, right? I don't know who that is. Emma Thompson's character yeah. comes to um, see him and says, I'm not a having cool a baby. Name, it is. Because I'm not having a baby with someone I've never slept with. So they have sex, which seems like it would be really hard. Call me old fashioned. Yeah. Really? You think he seems like he's really hard? No, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, because he's got a huge belly. Yeah, like he's about ready to pop. And, you know, I mean, it just seems like that would be awkward. Yeah, I don't know. Reverse cowgirl, maybe? I'm sure that's what they would have had to do, yeah. So, anyway. So... (laughs) 
Oh, not really well, now I'm picturing it, and he's still wearing the wig. Oh. <laughs> that gap in his teeth. Oh. What noises would he make during? No, sex? no, no, no. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> wow, wow. Ew. Anyway, so he uh, they they go to the. University. First of all, the university is like, hey, you know, read your contract. You use university funds to do this, then we own it. Yeah, they're trying to say they own the baby. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, they wouldn't own a child. You can't own a human being. Right. Not anymore, anyway. Uh, not since uh, the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. But they they would totally have a claim over any money made. From this research. Right. I don't know how they get around that. Because, I mean, they basically do just fuck the university over in that case. Yeah, because they do end up selling the drug to Canada or whatever. Well, I guess because that guy gets fired. So, you know, the, the he brings the university president there. He's like, hey, you know, this is the first time ever. Man is pregnant. Man's going to have a baby. It's a giant breakthrough. And he tells the, the press. He, he, you know, brings the press there. He tells them. And he's like, it's going to happen. Just just you wait and see. And so they come, you know, Danny Vito comes there and he's got his ex-wife. And he's like, oh, yeah, she's having a baby. Like, now, let's just explain there being his office. Yeah. Because all of a sudden Arnold Schwarzenegger's acting like he's in labor. Yeah. Which it, is ridiculous. Impossible because he doesn't have a uterus. Or a vagina. So, you know, like... There are no contractions. No. He can't be having contractions because contractions are the uterus contracting. Right. Which he does not possess. But everybody thinks he's in labor and, and Danny DeVito says he thinks the baby's tangled in the intestines. Which is awful. Ugh. And that would not cause labor pain or contraction or anything. That would cause just horrendous pain. Right. So so they sneak him in through the back because there is this <laughs> ton of reporters and stuff out front. Right, right. So... Yeah, they sneak him in the back door, and they they bring him up there, and they, they perform a cesarean section, essentially. And the baby is giant. <laughs> well, it would be. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, there you go. So the baby's born, and uh, him and Emma Thompson get together, and they raise their baby. Uh, Danny DeVito's wife at the same time, or ex-wife, at the same time, Coincidentally goes into labor as well. Yeah, cliche city there. And he delivers her child, uh, which, you know, he's like, he's, he starts to say, like, I'm your dad. And then he kind of stops. And yeah, that like, was so sad. And then he's like, hey, you know, let's let's try again or whatever. You know, the emotional level that you're at when, you know, you're having a baby. That's the best time to make important life decisions. <laughs> So they do get back together, and he's like, oh, I'm your dad, you know? Even though, I mean, I'm not biologically your dad, but whatever. So that's kind of how the movie ends. Uh, you know, they want to have another baby, and uh, they imply that they're going to impregnate Danny DeVito. I don't know if they're going for a sequel here or not. There's not going to be a sequel to this movie. What did you think overall of of Junior? I thought it was kind of cute. I thought it was entertaining. What did you think? It's not, I mean, here's the thing. Twins is a hilarious movie. I love Twins. 
This is no twins. No, it's definitely not as good. I'll give you that. And it's not that funny. I mean, it's a good premise. Here's the thing. This premise is so good. <laughs> they, I mean, I basically, I think the writers, like, <laughs> I can just see, like, someone came up with this idea. Hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. Then they all high-five each other, slap each other on the back, and then the rest of the time the script's supposed to be written, they're just sitting there with satisfied smiles on their faces. Like, oh, we came up with this genius premise. Because it's a good premise, but they didn't write any jokes. Right. No, nothing, like, there are a couple somewhat humorous situations, but there's no jokes in this comedy. And that's the biggest problem with it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a very charismatic actor. Emma Thompson is a good actress. Danny DeVito is good. The villain is fine. You know, most of the people, the most of the acting is good. And the setup is good. But the execution is not. There's no, they like, like I said, they, they basically, they got to this point of premise and then they gave up on everything else. Well, I mean, I, I think they attempted some jokes. I just don't think they really flew. Like... At one point, you know, he's sitting there eating with Danny DeVito's pregnant ex-wife. Uh-huh. And, you know, they've filled the table with all kinds of different food. And right. she's like, did anyone ever tell you you eat like a pregnant woman? Like, that was supposed to be a joke. I guess. But it I, wasn't th- super funny. I, well, the thing is, it's it's the laziest kind of joke. Yeah. Oh, they're eating a lot because pregnancy. We've heard all that before. They they could have had there there are, there were so many things. Even the it's not a tumor thing would have been like an eye rolling joke. But that's more clever than any lines they put in the movie. Yeah, I'll get I'll give it to you. I mean, I I know I enjoyed this movie more than you, uh, for sure. But I, I'll, I got to give it to you. It wasn't as funny as it could have been. I just I didn't like I said. You know, genius premise, they didn't do anything with it. They could have, this could have been hilarious. Oh, also, um, why, why didn't you feel like they had good chemistry, you were going to tell me? Who, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Emma Thompson? Yeah. Because they just don't. I mean, you, it's, it's something you feel on the screen, and I just didn't feel it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I see the script says they're in love, you know, or, or they're falling in love or whatever, or she has some kind of lust for him. But, I mean, I don't see it. I just don't. I totally did. I just, it, it, did, it, did, not, it did not seem real. Okay. Well, if any of you out there see it, why don't you uh, drop us a line and let us know what you think? Ugh, yeah, if you want to watch Junior. It, it, it's worth rec- watching. I wouldn't recommend it. I would. Wait till it comes to Blockbuster and then, you know, pay pay a couple bucks for it. But I, I wouldn't go out to the theater. I wouldn't waste your time to go out to the theater to see it. It is probably better rented, but it's still worth seeing. Go see Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's a good one. See that again. That's definitely a good one. That's, that's a much better time spent in the movie theater than... Than seeing this movie. It's just not worth it. Okay. So, uh, we will end this episode as we end every episode with our Blockbuster pick of the week. Carol, what do you recommend from Blockbuster? Well, considering I did absolutely no research for it this week, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you one of my favorite movies that you can go rent. Um, yeah, do it. Secret Admirer. 
What is that? That is a 80s romantic comedy, and I love it. Who's in it? I don't remember. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know I'm no good at names. Is that is that the... There's a blonde girl and a brunette, and they are fighting over a guy. Yeah, it's it's the one. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the one with... Is it... Oh, Aunt Becky from Full House is, is one of the characters. She is? Isn't she, like, the brunette girl? Lori Metcalf? I think so. Wait, wait. You mean, wait, you said Aunt Becky? Yeah. Are you talking about... Uh, are you talking about... Because Becky's the daughter. Are you talking about... Um, are you talking... Becky's not the daughter. Okay. On Full House? Oh, Full House. What the hell did you think I was saying? I thought you were talking about Roseanne. No, I said Full House. I thought you were talking about Roseanne. No, Aunt Becky. Full, full House. Full House. So Jesse's wife. Lori. Lori Laughlin, maybe? Maybe. Uh, you're expecting me to know names. I don't, but she was the brunette in that movie. Was she? I don't know. Yes. I thought, th- I, for some reason, I thought it was the other one. The one from Back to the Future, maybe? No. Okay, well, anyway, it stars disposable 80s people. <laughs> I know the one is like, she, the, the blonde one, she's got short hair. He comes and picks her up the brunette in like the a limousine and shit like that, right? Uh, I don't remember a limousine, but okay. And Well, he goes on a date with her, right? Yeah, but I don't remember a limo. And the blonde one really likes him. She's she's got really short hair, right? No, she doesn't have really short hair. I don't even think you're thinking of the same movie okay, that I'm so, thinking this of. This is a totally different movie. Than, what's it called? Today's special. It's called Secret Admirer. Secret and Admirer. The brunette is friends with him, and she writes him a Secret Admirer note and leaves it in his locker. And he thinks it belongs to the blonde girl that he likes. And it keeps getting like, <laughs> like it keeps getting like moved from person to person where there's all these mistaken. Uh, people thinking that people like them and it's causing like weird random hookups and stuff what's the one with patrick dempsey where he's a uh, pizza delivery guy i don't know you know extra anchovies nope means the girl wants to have sex i don't remember i mean i vaguely remember this movie existing but i think it's called it's something special special delivery yeah i think you're right it's called so, okay, so good 80s movies. We got Sigurd Meyer and Special Delivery. Go for it, people. All right, well, we will see you next time. 80s weekend. Take and us home. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, okay, yeah, like I said, write us at uh, latefee1994 at AOL.com. Send us a letter. And give us all kinds of likes and money and tell your friends about us and thank you for likes. supporting us. Yes, hearts. Stars, whatever you want to do. Let us know you like us. On the locker? Yes. All right, sounds good. Bye. Bye.